I'm yeah, famous. Good for I'm, both. I'm, I'm the most famous. <laughs> Crofton, you don't have to be bitter. I'm not bitter. <laughs> Why do you want fame anyways? It's overrated. Bo told you so. Yeah. See, yeah, you have know. a family. I have nothing. Yeah, Bo told you so, and he's famous probably. So you, you, know, know. <laughs> you are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello, and welcome to the Good, Bad, bullshit podcast uh this is a podcast where three guys get together every week more or less and we uh, pick a topic at random we don't know what it is ahead of time then we discuss the topic we give it an uh and then we give it a quality review and uh we have three verdicts good bad or bullshit hence the title my name is mike uh i'm one of your three hosts on the show along with uh crofton steers hello crofton hi mike i'm triggered yes crofton was very triggered before the show uh, and Bo, who was playing referee before the show. Hello, Bo. Hello, Michael. Hello, Crofton. Hello, good, bad, or bullshit listeners. <laughs> He's very chipper. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm not triggered. I'm in a good place right now. And I'm going to stay there. You guys aren't going to drag me in no matter what happens today. Oh, just wait. Till, we'll, we'll draw one of those. T- Remember Robot Life Partners? That triggered you. <laughs> Robot Life Partners Part Two. Yeah, um, that. Yeah, we should. It should. We sequel. should rig it so that it's something that's going to make Bo angry, especially when I'm like, <laughs> "This is the dumbest thing ever," and he's like, "I want it to be my life." Speaking <laughs> of happy places, though, Bo, uh, this is the first episode, and you, like, as far back as mm, a year ago, uh, to my knowledge, had barely been out of the city and have now seemingly become a world traveler trip number uh, three it's trip number three in 2017 probably definitely the last one but yeah and uh, yeah so where'd you go i went to anaheim in california where the weather is warm and the video games runneth wild or over you went to blizzcon i went to blizzcon yeah it was uh that for those who don't know Blizz is short for Blizzard Entertainment, and hmm, Con is short for exactly. Convention. It is the <laughs> Blizzard Convention. I thought it was like, well, what is it when a con man? Is it a convention man? Uh, I actually thought it was con, uh, confidence. confidence. Confidence man. It's a confidence man because so it was a Blizzard it, confidence thing you went to. Yeah, Blizzard, that's right. So basically, this um, this small company turns into a big company, maintains. A certain quality of game builds up a community. Does this thing where they invite people to share in in the news and in the friendship and all that stuff. And people hang out in this place in Anaheim once a year, and it's a tradition. And I went for the first time, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was interesting. I would say more so, interesting. I had I got yeah. two questions. Okay. Can I ask them? Yeah. Okay. Question number one. BlizzCon is known throughout inter- the internet for crazy costumes. At least every website I go to is like, check out the cosplay costumes from BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. Were there a lot of crazy costumes? And yes. two-part question. Oh. Uh, per 100% of attendees, how many of them were dressed up? Uh, so to answer your first question, yes, there were a lot of costumes. I would... I couldn't venture, I guess. There were over 30,000 people, like attendees, not including, I guess, staff and people. So there were tons of people there. Um, 
So I think it's still on the order of 5%, maybe less. Like, it's not a huge thing, but they attract a lot of attention, and they really stand out from, you know, you've got normal normal Joe over there with his, you know... T-shirt. Uh, T-shirt, jeans. shorts, glasses, maybe piercings, weird haircut. And then He's you've got... Normally. Then you've got, Reap, like, Reap, not just one Reaper, but you've got Lady Reaper and another Reaper... And Reaper number two, you got tons of these characters and in incredible costumes. So, question about the costumes. Yeah. When I dressed up as a Ninja Turtle for Halloween one year, at the height of Ninja Turtle popularity, sure. Uh, I was the shittiest Ninja Turtle. Like, I went to school and everybody was a Ninja Turtle, and my mom got me like green pajamas, green pajamas, and cut out like a cardboard like sort of circle to make mm-hmm. the chest plate or whatever. That's not Meanwhile, so bad. And I had, like, a bandana with, like, green makeup on. Well, where they all had, like, costumes bought from the, you know, bought from the store that had, like, either molded masks or, like, full suits and stuff like that with shell backpacks. And, like, my katanas were, like, little wooden pieces of shit. Mm. And they had, like, actual plastic katanas. So my question. (laughs) Genuine plastic. Genuine plastic. (laughs) So my question is, like, if there's, like, eight people dressed as Reaper, is like one of them like obviously got a super done really well super super well are there ones that are like shitty costumes so the three reapers were all incredible and there's almost a subculture of cosplayers right um, yeah. that are just amazing they could be working on movie sets doing costumes like the stuff is just immaculate they spend the whole year prepping and their stuff looks insane and then yes there are people who didn't spend as much time or didn't have as big of a budget or maybe are lacking someone. And so they do not look near as good as the other stuff. But the attitude is like your crappy turtles Halloween. It's the spirit of the thing that counts. You shouldn't, you know, point to somebody with the black leotard and a reaper mask (laughs) and say, you know, laugh at them. Like that's not the spirit of the thing. No, I know. I just, but if you're asking, is there a spectrum of quality to cosplay? The answer is a resounding. Yes. As a kid, when I showed up with the Ninja Turtle costume, because I was a kid, I thought I was going to be the only one dressed up as a Ninja Turtle. Obviously that was stupid and not the case. Yeah. Um, so, but if you go to this, it's a good question. Good, good question. But I feel like I would be remiss not to introduce. There's so much to talk about. I was there for about five days. I, I bumped into developers. I saw announcements. I got to watch esports live, which was a great experience. I got to meet a lot of people who were fans of core. Didn't run into any good, bad or bullshit people out there, but. Maybe they're, they'll they'll see it now at a gaming gum. Uh, yeah, we, we, we got we've got to go to the debate convention. We should show up to I don't know the UN or something whenever they have like a convention. <laughs> okay, well remember when I said I have two questions. My oh. other question. Wait, I ha- I, before Wait. you do, because I had a comment about your your other question. Okay. Oh, yeah. it, if Blizzard was a genius, which maybe they, maybe they'll listen to this and they'll, and they'll do it. They would make a character for one of their games who was just like a white dude with a Blizzard T-shirt and jeans. Uh, and but was like awesome in a game, and then so that everyone who would be at the like BlizzCon would be cosplaying just by being themselves. Huh. Good, I think that a, would be so hilarious. They would sell a lot of t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, just like a Blizzard t-shirt, some random dude, but he's in like uh, what is this? Uh, what is the game you're into, Bo? What's it called? Heroes um, of the Storm. Yeah. So if it was just like there was one character who was just like a dude, a white dude with like a Blizzard t-shirt and he runs around and you can play him. He's actually good. And then you go to the BlizzardCon and you're like, hey, look at me. I'm 
Kevin. So <laughs> I, I, I really truly do think we need to put conventions in general, like sure. into the random topic generator yeah. if it's not already in there. But one thing I'm, I'm particularly interested about this convention, and it was the same when Bo went to the – he went to – he's been to more than one convention this year. Is that he is like I don't want to say a celebrity, but he is known for this other podcast. I'm just wondering, was there like, uh, did when you're walking around, was, did people know who you were, or like, are they I mean, like that's I, Bo from Core? This is a morbid curiosity. I don't want to come across as like arrogant. No, no. Or I, factually, I want to know factually. Did people come up to you and say like, hey, are you Bo from Core? I got stopped to the point where it no longer became fun. Like really, yeah, and and shut and, up, and, and because you know you're just like yeah, well, you know at, at a, and it wasn't isn't that bad that anyone has come, comes up to me or anything like that, but sometimes you're just feeling like poop, and you're you're in a corner and you're just like oh, and then someone comes up to you and like I want to treat everyone with respect, but it's it, it's yeah, like there there comes a point where it's actually you know. You're happy to you meet people. You told someone to fuck off, Foe? Is that it? I, You're I, like, look, you know what? Just fuck okay, off. Okay, okay. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. So I, I'm Bo Schwartz here, so, people. So finally on Sunday, the whole weekend, I had a hard time nailing down time with Scott Johnson. We did the panel together on Thursday. You know, it was just a live event in front of fans. Yeah, we had a room full of fans that came to see us do a thing live. You know, like that happened. But crazy that sounds but, awesome anyway and then we yeah. had a meet up later like there was a lot of handshaking hugging and meeting and, and awesome compliments it was very good but then like on sunday it wasn't sunday it was saturday it was like last day of the con i finally nailed down scott we were going to have dinner in a restaurant near the convention center at the mary at the sheraton or the marriott and we were just, it was a private <laughs> sort of thing but i had to run to the bathroom and i really had to go like super had to. i was my my you know diaphragm or whatever my abdomen was about to burst okay point pee. taken he had to piss i get it <laughs> and then there was this uh, you know nice guy uh sitting down right by the bathrooms and he sees me running and he goes are you Bo from the core and i was like i have to go to the bathroom <laughs> it's like it's like you're not gonna stop me now i have to go so bad he's and- like oh i'll come too and then here's what happened. I went you to want the, me to hold that for you? I went to the bathroom, and I was eager to get back to my uh, chocolate double bomb explosion that uh, Scott and his wife Kim had so graciously, they paid for my supper that night. So I was like really looking forward to getting back to it. And in my haste, I walked past the guy who stopped me, because I kind of implied in my tone that maybe I'd see him after I'd done pissing. And I went back, and I sat down in front of my chocolate explosion, and I said, you know, he, which is ironic because he had just had a chocolate explosion. <laughs> and I said, and I started to feel super guilty. And I was like, yeah. oh, I should definitely, you know, that person's traveling. And, I, you know, so there's just a lot of that. So I went out and met him and, you know, did the thing. And, and that was big. It was just, it was, it was a new experience for me. Like any I'm other sorry, convention, any other convention in the world, uh, you know, that wouldn't be a thing. Any other place in the world, this wouldn't be a thing. Although, side note, not BlizzCon related, but um, there's a gentleman on Twitter known as the Crushinator, who saw like I was I got on my bus home from work the other day, and he he stopped me. He said, "Are you Bo from Core?" And I'm like, "Hello!" <laughs> like this is on an OC transfo on like the '86 or whatever. And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "I'm listening to you right now." And I was like, "Oh, sweet man, nice to meet you." So it that happened. It happens in Ottawa too, but mostly it won't happen. But that. It was yeah. it was a new experience. It was interesting. I'm glad people check out our shows. 
and love it, but it took some getting used to, I will say. So you wanted to know, yeah, I'm definitely more famous than you, Crofton, and I know it's going to keep you up at night until you that, <laughs> that, I know that's why you wanted mistake, to know. Guys. You, you know what I like about I like about this is that, uh, is that Bo has come to the realization after a w- weekend of semi-celebrity that he's like, you know what? There's there's good to this, but there's tremendous responsibility as well, and tremendous tremendous evil that could come of it. Mm. And I need I need to get away from it a bit. It's good in small doses. What I would consider surprisingly from Bo a healthy response. I feel like my response would be like, people like me. I'm on stage. This is amazing. Bow down, fools. Bow down. Here. Autograph line right here. Let's start some signing. Okay. Yes, your breasts? Of course. Sure, no problem. <laughs> Sir, please put your shirt back on. <laughs> yeah, well, it was not like that. It was just a lot of kind people, and, uh, you know, meeting them was a privilege. Um, but it was like, it was a, an unexpected sort of aspect of the trip. I expected to be pretty, pretty unknown, to be honest with you. But um, uh, so, so it was fun. Uh, the other thing that I want to highlight from the trip, too, and so many big things happened, but this really impressed me. I'm a Magic the Gathering nerd, and you've seen me in my element trading Magic cards. I found a new, and I hate to be pejorative about it, but a new low in nerddom. Like, I think this is a low, but there is a Uh-oh. there is a fully active pin trading community at this thing. So you know how you keep cards and binders, and you bring your binders, and you show your binders and trade? Well, apparently, Blizzard likes, I didn't know this, Blizzard makes pins every year. Like, pins for your shirt? You know, pins? Right? Yeah. Like, like, as benign as pins, right? And there are people with binders full of pins. Collecting pins, trading pins. I have yeah. never seen the likes of this but in my o- life. only Blizzard pins? Yes. And and listen, because they make them every year. I think this is a convention year, thing, actually, and, guys. And they, they, oh, could be. They make, like, <laughs> I have one. Penny topic soon. I have one here. This is Nazebo. I got one, like, at the Media Summit. Like, I don't really collect them. I haven't even taken out of the package. I like my Chen one. Don't. It'll be worth more if you leave But, it. like... You know, pins are a thing. There's my Chogall pin. Huh. But, like, it's it's they, they bring their binders, and they sit in these big circles with all the binders, and they're trading pins. And I was like, you're at a convention with awesomes. Why are you trading pins here? It's a pin. Like it, anyway. It's, it's like, but uh, I've seen for Penny Arcade and other conventions, this pin thing is, is a thing. So maybe yeah. it's part of, like... You know, it, it encourages you to maybe interact with people you wouldn't otherwise. I don't know. But Although anyway. they have a they had a badge system, so like you could collect badges, and so you'd have to talk to a dev to get a badge, and you could t- when you buy a ticket, you get a free backpack, and you can Velcro it on your. There was a whole sure there's a whole gaming system around collecting Velcro badges, but um, the pins, the trading of pins, it just I didn't expect it. I didn't expect to see huge circles of this sub community. Cosplaying makes sense to me. I was like, pins? <laughs> you got to be kidding me. It's I funny was, that I, that's the bridge too far. Was, it's like, Bo, it can't, Bo's like, I understand all levels of nerddom yeah. except the pin collecting. See, with, that's with Magic far. the Gathering, you can at least play with the cards you're trading, and that's the purpose for trading. What are you going to do with pins? Even pogs, you can do things. Anyways, I'm going to stop there. <laughs> the pins were... I guess you could make a pile of pins and then throw another pin at them and watch them fall yeah. apart. Isn't that what pogs do anyway? Yeah. Uh, I think so, something like that. But anyways, the con was super fun. It was like a family gathering. There's lots of little weird stories. Or you that don't happen. eat your family. It's <laughs> it's it's super. And you don't know them. It's super impressive that a corporation. This was the part. Oh, I looked around a lot. I'm like, 
this is all corporate interest. Like, never mind where the company came from. It's like this is a major publicly traded corporation that people flock to from around the world. Thirty thousand of them, and not to mention the millions watching online who pay for the virtual ticket. Like, like <laughs> what company wouldn't die for? Uh, you know, a motivated fan base like that, like a corporation. Like, there's no Chrysler Con. You know, I mean, there are auto enthusiasts. But I bet there is a Chrysler. There's well, a, there, there are big car shows. There are car shows, but not a Chrysler. Like, not a specific company. Is there not? I'm going to write Chrysler Con in Google right now. <laughs> Chrysler even still exists. Uh, they might have. Anyway, yeah. uh, it was pretty impressive. I, I mean, you know, it's not. It's not. It's not my bag. It sounds like you really had a good time, and people I there did. like it. But I did. I, I find it a bit weird. I'll just leave it at, at that. Because, <laughs> well, I think we should do conventions. Oh, by the like, way, the... I have to, I have one thing that I already mentioned this to you in Slack, but um, I'm so you play the Hearthstone. I know we, everyone who listens to the show knows Mike doesn't play a lot of video games, but he does enjoy an odd game of Hearthstone. And <clears> I actually <throat> bumped into the game director, the head honcho of Hearthstone himself, twice, and I made him laugh. And he's kind of a celebrity known for his laugh because he laughs like <laughs> he laughs like that. So Absolutely. I got to make him laugh. That was pretty good. And I bumped him. To him again, and there's a cool new PVE feature coming that you're gonna really like uh, called Dungeon. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, versus AI, like solo play versus the computer. You don't have to interact with other human beings. Yeah, it, Mike's yeah. favorite. I don't want to um, rehab. We talked about this before the show, where I was like, "Yeah, I like Hearthstone. I don't. I would not care about meeting the dude, whoever." Well, uh, you know, what? I think Ben Brode would love to meet you. So you know, it's too bad you feel that way. <laughs> you feel like, yeah, keep playing my game, asshole. So, I want your attention. T- t- so my friend Ryan and I took a picture with him, and then he retweeted it when we posted on Twitter. <laughs> not everyone gets a retweet from Ben Brode. <laughs> no, He's a pretty no, cool guy. But not, not everybody. And I, that. for one, have never been retweeted by Ben Brody. Have you ever been retweeted? <laughs> 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 That's a good point. I think I think I did once. I think I did too. <laughs> Actually, I have been. I've been, the, the person who's retweeted me the most is a celebrity by the name of Mr. Boschwitz. That's true. I do retweet your stuff. <laughs> he gives me a pity retweet when I give it's my not a pity retweet. I love your pictures. <laughs> when I give my like quarterly tweet, he's like it's a pity tweet. <laughs> anyway, All right. so we've talked Guys, a lot about BlizzCon. It was super fun, and I can't yeah, wait to go back it next like year. Had a great time. Yeah, and that's pretty. And it makes me feel awesome. like and it'd like, be awesome if we could go somewhere. The three of us, maybe not BlizzCon, because that doesn't make sense. But go to a con, hang out, I go to BlizzCon, promote our sure. show, and yeah, do a live recording yeah. somewhere. But you don't you hate on Blizzard too, Croft, and that's what I you wouldn't go. There. What? You're always I, not liking Blizzard. Blizzard games or business yeah. practices. Blizzard. You know, most, most of their games don't appeal to me. That's that's true, but I would still like to go to BlizzCon. BlizzCon, that's like, that's equally dumb. It's like going I to the auto show and be like, you know, I don't like cars or drive, but you know, I like I I like car show. It's funny. <laughs> it's like I'm a video game enthusiast, as you know, and it's it as Bo said, it has very dedicated fans and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I uh, I'd, I'd be keen let, on. Yeah, and no, I even we actually this it, at, if we ever do conventions, but we should get to a random topic. This has been a pretty long preamble, not that bad. All right, but, uh, all right. Uh, before we move on to the preamble, I just want to give a little shout out to our moder or yeah, she's a mod in our channel, Wicked Kitten. We talk about her on the show a couple times. She was there, and I got to meet her. And she's a fan of good, bad, or bullshit. She's here every episode, so Sweet. I need to correct myself before I wreck myself. And she's very nice. All right, and let's, we now let's move on. Appreciate her. Oh, show. Yeah. All right. So, to the random topic generator, Michael. 
Yeah. Yeah, set it up. Oh, there it goes. Ah. <laughs> uh, ah. This is a good one. The 40-hour work week. <laughs> I feel like we've already done this one. Why? No. no it feels like we're feel talking Maybe it's because we talk about it all the time, or Bose it's complained about da- it daylight, in other episodes. Daylight savings time. I think we kind of touched on it during daylight savings time. Really? How's that thing? How's that related? Because no, it's I nighttime think... when we leave work, and it would suck. And we pro- I'm just guessing. I don't know for sure. No, we've touched on it in a lot of topics. And if anything, there's been one. Like, if I went over our 200 and whatever, eight episode lists, yeah. I guarantee there's one that is very that we really got yeah. into it to a certain okay. extent i want to say a couple two things to start off that maybe frame this I, I i mentioned this thing i heard the other day on this show like a couple episodes ago baboons baboons are our close cousins spend three hours a day getting all the calories they need to sustain themselves and the rest of the time they just do whatever they want uh okay that's that's one end of the spectrum for work quote-unquote work uh and then you know, uh, early industrial revolution, uh, people in factories in Britain worked like 16 hour days every day. So that's, that's the shit, you know, like that's the shit. But for the baboons one, like you said, the calories thing, that's just eating. Yeah. But like but to, build, because, to build because their homes require, or whatever. Yeah. Like they to... don't require shell. I'm just saying, uh, human beings at one point traded all that stuff for more work. I'm just saying you could live very simply, uh, like a baboon. You, you could, you could do that. Someone say you Bo could, already does. Live like a baboon, and uh, and just you know, a few hours a day, get your food, and that's all you need. And then the rest of the time, you do what you want, uh, or you could work all day every day for some big company trying to get ahead. And the forty-hour work week seems like it's this kind of like settled upon thing where people at some point said like, "Look, we don't want to work sixteen hours a day every day." Uh, and then you know, there's unions and whatever, and this is, seems like where we're settled on. It's been like this for a while. Well, so. uh, just to further clarify, you can find jobs where you work a limited amount of time, but you don't get benefits, and the money isn't good. So you're incentivized yeah, to not time, do that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's true. We are talking about a, pretty, a sort of a, in these days an increasingly privileged thing to have a permanent, steady, forty-hour a week job. Not every increase less and less that you're you're right to point that out at the start. And the other the other thing is like is this a um, I I remember seeing some some stats recently enough about the amount of hours Americans work. We're Canadians here. We're in a government town, which we we've uh, mentioned many times so we are in that in particular 37.5 hour work week um is that is that the norm like in the in, in this in the states is it the same is it the same thing or is it like 50, is it a higher amount and it's just that we're in this bubble where we think it's 40 hours a week i think like, it's a, i think it's a pretty generalized thing in in it's like there's a massive exception to this rule. We have a good friend of ours who was a guest on the show a long time ago, Breck, who's a lawyer, and he works, I think, often 70, 80 hours a week because he's a lawyer, and that's what lawyers do. So it's like they go outside the norm of the 40-hour work week because that's the way that profession, the culture of that profession is like that. And there's a lot of other professions that are like that too, but a lot of the kind of like – large bulk work if you can get in with a with a with a big company where you can have some stability or in with the government oftentimes it's the around 40 hour a week and because you know i I don't know that it's like is canada like this i'm like 
you know, I'm sure lawyers in the States also work 80 hours a week and some people have unionized jobs in the States and they work, uh, you know, nine to five. Look, Dolly Parton saying this nine to five, you know, that's the 40 hour work week. I think it's pretty common in the States and in Europe too. So Europe, you know, you always hear Sweden, is it Sweden being like they went to a six hour work day or something like that? So I don't know if that's just like Satan. Because one thing that's that's really annoying to me about this topic is, is just the, like, it's like the abstract framing of it in, in a way it's like, so it's like, Oh yeah, 40, it's a 40 hour work week. So is that good, bad or bullshit? Okay. Let's say it's bad because that's too much work for the amount, like really we should have more time off. Then, then it's like, you know, is, is a four day is a, you know, 30 hour work week. Is that good, bad or bullshit? Oh no. Is it the 20 hour work week? Is that good, bad or bullshit? You know? And it's like, it's like right now, the the only reason that we're talking about 40 hours is because that's currently the status quo, right? Like that's yeah, the that that's makes a, sense though. No, well, I guess it I guess it does, but it's just like I mean, and we're talking about it in the mindset of people who do work 40 hours. So like if you said generally people will say it, mostly if you ask them outside of any of their personal context, would you prefer to be working more uh, like, you know, working more of your life or 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 have more leisure time they would say they would like to have more leisure time for the most part if you frame it in that way and don't frame it like do you want to have no money or whatever like uh, um and uh it, it, in which case like if let's say for instance the whole whole society changed like it did it used to be like as mike pointed in victorian days like way more hours right mm. if all of society changed and and we were working 30 hours instead of 40 hours like that was the thing and i i think that then when we talk we would talk about it and then maybe we would be all railing about the 30 hour week and then it'd be like oh 20 you know like and then if in the future, then we're only working 20 hours a week, we would probably be, you know, railing. I just, it's easy to rail about like, oh, we got to work too much. We got it. We always got to work too much. I feel like, well, it's sort of like an endless hole that you're in. You're always going to be complaining about how much you have to work. Nobody I, wants I guess to... that's true. I mean, I, I the reason I, um, so yeah, I mean, I lean initially towards being like the 40 hour work week is, is too much, uh, is, is what I tend to think. Because I'm the type of person who uh, likes to do other things that, in theory, could be work as well. But I would, but you can do them for yourself. You know, like I would like to spend more time in the summers growing food that I could eat. I, I would do that if I had more. If I had more time. I mean, at the moment, I'm doing. I'm not. I. Well, I don't work at all. I'm an unemployed person at the moment. Um, or the other way to look at it is I'm a stay-at-home dad, which is the you're, constantly employed you're po- person. You're a podcaster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. That's an hour every two hours every two weeks. Um, but uh, but I guess I guess the way I think of it is like it's like when when you wake up in the morning, I feel like you have X amount of energy, right, to devote, especially mental energy, to devote to something. And then usually the first thing you do, aside from like you breakfast and get dressed, is you go to work, and then you spend the next eight hours there, uh, giving them kind of like your best energy and stuff like that uh throughout the day you tend people most of us get more tired as the day goes on uh you know then you come home from work you commute back home a bit tired now you're hungry again you do these things oh there's a couple chores need to be done 
and uh and, and yes this is this is better than someone who lived in the victorian age <laughs> just like you just always constantly work uh it's better but it's kind of like you give you give away all your prime mental energy to someone and and it sort of sustains your life but i feel like it's just enough so that you have uh free time for like leisure but not for other endeavors you know what i mean so like you got the weekend to kind of like recharge and do fun things but um, oftentimes I feel like, ah, I'd like to do this or this other thing, or I'd like to learn something else or explore something else. And I feel like the 40 hour work week kind of prohibits you from ever actually sort of expanding your base. It's just like, once you get it, 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 it eats all your, most of your productive time and the rest of it's taken up with sort of family stuff, chore stuff and whatever. And, uh, I, I guess it's, and the bargain is like, well, that's pretty good. You get to live a pretty good life. If you have one of those good jobs, you know, you have food on the table, you got your bills paid and all this stuff. Uh, but it's like, I just feel like eight hours every day is like, it's just, it's all your good time. I you think, know? I think there's some nuance to this a little bit. And because I think there's two types of, of job. I think you put jobs in two categories. I think you can put them in jobs that you were your number one choice in life and that you prefer long term and that you're okay with doing. So, for example, if you're an artist and you just want to paint, let's say painting, concept artist for film or storyboard or you want to draw, like if you have, let's say, that thing and then you are employed in such a way that you work 40 hours a week, but that's what you wanted to do and you're good with that, you do it 50 hours, you know, you, if you have deliverables and crunch time, you even work a bunch of time and then take time off later, then you're golden. Like, th this conversation is like, well, it's like that, but I like what I do, no problems there. But I think there's a very large percentage who don't, who's, who's, they didn't get, they have to get a job, and maybe they weren't, they aren't good at focusing, like I'm not, or, or whatever, for whatever reason, you're in a position where you don't have quite what you expected as a job. Most of the people I know that I know work jobs like that. That they're do, and then they work there so long that they it's like they be they become the job, but it's not where their true heart is. And they have, but they have to do it. It's not like they have a ton of options. Those ones are the ones that don't want to work forty hours a week because maybe. Someone who's got works in client services, let's say, would spend as much time as possible, I don't know, enriching the cultural fabric of Canada and the internet large. And we're not speaking about anyone specifically here on the show, but you know, I would like to earn a reasonable living. Oh, I just used the word I, I the, the, the gaff, I've blown the gaff or something, but you know, I'd happily work 20 hours a week for a, a much more than what I'm currently making now. So I have time to do to, to enrich the world around me with the things that I make, you know. And so, so that's where I think it's kind of bullshit that forty hours is just this blanket thing that should apply to everybody. Because there are jobs in this world that people don't want to do that we're going to have to get some sucker to do. But it's asking too much, I think, to make them do it forty hours a week. Because at least if they're going to do something shitty like pick up the city's trash. Like, why would I make them do it all fucking week long? Like, yeah, like you know what I mean. Like, it's kind of cruel. About, like, that's bullshit. I think about that all the all the time. But that's an interesting because I I agree wholeheartedly with that point because there are shitty jobs no one wants to do. Uh, like, 
I, and when I was a kid, I, I used to want to be a garbage man because I, I always saw them riding on the back of the truck and I was like, man, that's awesome. I wanted, job. To, pump, I, I wanted to pump gas. I wanted to pump gas because I thought the numbers on the gas pumps were cool. I love numbers. <laughs> it's funny when you're a kid. And the thing is, so now that I'm an adult. I'm to be a fireman. Uh, fireman. Lame. What a cliche. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, so you, uh, so I still see the garbage man, and that's a super important job, but it's a very hard job, and uh, the pay's not that great for the amount of work it is. But it's like, the thing is, I, I would often, and I, I, I really believe this, I would be a garbage man happily. Right now, uh, once one one day a week, I'd do a full day, two days a week, even two days a week, I'd do that, uh, and I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't. It doesn't bother me. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, that's below me or beneath me. I really don't feel like that way. It's very physical work. I like physical work, but do I want to do it 40 hours a week? No, because I want to do something else, right? And I feel like that about <clears throat> almost everything. And I mean, I'm like that. And I, I realized that the term recently uh, is called, it's called a polymath. And it's just like, I think most people are this, really, is that you have a lot of interests. You have a lot of interests. You could be good at a lot of things. Most people are good at more than one thing. But we've got everything down. And I feel like the 40-hour work week is part of this because it's divvied up in this way that, like, well, you get paid to do one thing. And everything else you don't get paid for. And it's just like so... But that that sucks and it's boring, you know, and yeah. it makes your life kind of a bore where it's like you got this one thing that eats up the majority of your waking hours when you're not doing maintenance stuff on yourself. And that's what you have to be all about. You know, people ask you, what do you do? And that's but like the, you wouldn't even have the, to do something else. Like, honestly, contributing to society for 20 hours a week over someone who does it 40 plus. What's the difference between those people? It's like we sh- yeah. it's ju- we're just indoctrinated to think five days a week, 40 hours a week. That's a work week. And you know what? If you want to do it, do it. But let's not. The problem is when you work less than that, unless you have some kind of lucrative sweet deal that you finagled, you're not you're not making enough money, you know, in and, many cases. And, and you guys have like I've agreed with you've gone back and forth a bit here, but I've agreed with mostly everything that you set up to this point. Now I'm feeling there's a little bit of conflation of stuff because I, I don't think that like a 40 hour work week and the ability to work, like if you could work a job 10 hours, 10 hours, 10 hours, 10 hours, it'd still be a 40 hour work week. It'd be four different jobs. Yeah. Like in Mike's scenario, it's not necessarily, I understand how society is set up now to discourage perhaps that choice. But what Bo was saying earlier about, um, about the idea of like the the two types like so you got that you've got the idea is that like you could potentially do whatever you want nobody has a gun to their head saying that you have to do these things and and um and people can start their own businesses they can follow their own interests like Bo Bo does the 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 other podcast that we talked about in the preamble with Scott Johnson who is a guy who is a cartoonist who is a, a podcast heroes of the for you Continue. Uh, who does it who does multiple podcasts but also does cartoons does all sorts of uh, you know organizes a convention does all these different things and it has luckily well i don't want to say luckily has has due to time effort uh, energy and perhaps sacrifice at one point got gotten to you know to to where he where he is but otherwise if you're like having to sell yourself in terms of time being like okay i need money to do these sort of things that i want to do in life or now i have chosen and and not everybody chooses and i recognize this to have children and this sort of thing and now i have bills that i have to pay so 
so Mike, I think, has used the term at one point, or somebody has about um, something slavery, like chosen slavery, like you're you're choosing to wage, sort of wage slavery. Yeah, yes, exactly, wage slavery. So you're essentially choosing in that that sense to um, to for the quality of life to you know sell you know forty hours of your time per week or whatever. And uh, I know you you both know this uh, lady who, who lived near me uh, growing up who chose to be a poet, uh, Linda, and she's, uh, and, and, you know, she's, I've seen her. I went to um, school with Linda. We both did. And, and she, she uh, has been successful as far as a poet is able to be successful in Canada. <laughs> yeah. And, and so financially, that's not tremendously successful, obviously. But she's, you know, she's made that that chosen, you know, the chosen uh, sacrifices. There are sacrifices that most people, you know, don't 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 make for their for their their passions. And it brings me back to the, sort of the first thing, which is like that that I said about the forty hour thing and the arbitrariness thing, because it's like, yeah, it sucks to have to work a job for anybody like for money that's not something that you're generating yourself that you're not your own boss that you're not like you're not creating it it doesn't come from your interest you're a hired gun you're an employee you're whatever like that always kind of sucks so like does it suck at 40 hours yeah it sucks at 40 hours does it suck at 30 hours yeah probably suck at 30 hours as well oh you would have you know potentially uh, more time available to do other things, but the ideal thing, like for me, I feel shitty about having to work in general. Like I would really, I I would be happily unemployed if I had the money to subsist for me and my family, right? Like I'd be more than happy not to work. And that's not always a cool thing to say. It sounds lazy or whatever. What? But like I would be. I would have a ton of stuff to keep me occupied. I'd be. I. I, I, you know, I would be more than happy with that. But at the same time, like, society, you know, there's requirements. Mike mentioned garbage and other things. There's requirements to make society run right now. I'm hoping that in the future that those requirements will be lessened by AI and progress and stuff like that. I don't, there's got to be a sweet spot. People need to work to deliver these services and to deliver, you know, to, to make society run. Is yes. 40 hours still that sweet spot? I it's, don't know. It was for a while. Yeah, and I think I think it's increased. I think I think in a lot of ways it's going up again. Uh, the, that amount of work that, that people are doing, either because of they're working low wages and then they're working more than 40 hours on multiple jobs or things like that, <clears throat> uh, or they're trying to get ahead and impress the higher ups, so they're working, you know, they're careerists and they're putting in 50, 60 hours a week because they want to get ahead. They want to have the power and the control and whatever. I heard this thing. This is just sort of a perspective. And again, it comes back to this, like, we've, in some ways, we've lost, like, as a society, we've traded, um, you know, when we've lost a traditional lifestyle, which where whether it be subsistence farming or living off the land, all these things which are extremely foreign to us, like us three people, and pretty much everybody these days, uh, we, we've traded that for, say, security uh, and, so, well, that's, I don't know what, comfort, maybe, a few things like that. Uh, but I heard this guy talking on, this ra- on the radio. I, I wish I could remember his name because I meant to look him up. But um, he was a, he was a very interesting guy and in some ways had a lot of standard success. He was a, a Harvard-educated lawyer uh, and 
I think he was a judge in Manitoba, and he's a, he was a First Nations guy, so an in, indigenous person, and he'd grown up on a trap line. And so he said his mo- uh, so I heard him talking about this, and his mo- and his mother had always made it very important that he know how to how to work a trap line. And he said his attitude as a young person, and this happened all the time, was that he always felt secure. He never he quit all kinds of jobs because people said you gotta do this, you gotta do this. He's like meh. And he said it the way he said it was that he's like I don't need this job. I know how to live, and I, and that really resonated with me because I'm like man, I don't I don't know how. Uh, all I know how to do is get a job and buy shit at the grocery store. That's all I, I can't do. What he does, but he had no stress around that. He he, and he apparently did this. He would just be like, quit a job, like whatever. I'll just go set up a trap line. I'll be fine. And he could do that. Now that's a lifestyle that's probably not appealing to a lot of people, uh, but also just because we're far removed from it. The point being, he had there's a freedom in that too. That really, I was like, wow, we don't have that anymore. We're all and coming back to the wage slave thing. Is it like we're born without knowledge of how to survive with without it? So, you know, we can't undo what we've done having the world structured as it is, uh, but we have lost something with. And when Crofton, you mentioned progress, I think about this oftentimes. Like, what's progress? Like, is it is it like having better shows on TV and <laughs> watch on the weekend and awesome internet speed? Is, is it? Or uh, and it's like. Crofton's muted. He's going. Yeah, he's go, he wants to Trigger. go off. No, it's it's, it's it's standing on each other's shoulders and 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 moving moving forward, developing things above and beyond what previous generations have been able to develop. And and I, and yes, so, but I, I mean that is true to some extent. But like for example, we're talking about jobs and, and things you're saying, like what to contribute to society. And it's like there's all things like like the garbage man. We need the garbage man. Some people say we need doctors. It, we need the garbage man, for the record, more than we need the doctors, actually, if you want to stay healthy. I'm, uh, yeah. But we don't value them the same way. Yeah. And then it seems like the, of the jobs that have been created in the past, like, 20, 30 years, uh, things like insurance uh, and financial services have gone through the roof. And it'd be like, you were talking about, like, oh, to keep society going, it's like, is this, like, r- really? Are those essential things? Like, that's a massively growing thing, people selling financial products to people. And I just, like... I feel like things have gone a bit off the rails. But and, yeah. yeah, just to to your point about the garbage men, and and this is where I get with the forty hours a week and sort of like uh, where, where it, it, is that we don't need the garbage men. We need garbage disposal. That's what we need, right? We don't need it. it sound it sounds cold, but like we need our garbage to be picked up, transported, crushed, compact, disposed, gotten rid of in some way, shape, or form. That does it have to be some guy picking up my can and throwing it in the back of a truck? No, it absolutely does not. Um, and in fact, like in, you ask, what is progress? To me, it is finding ways to make those jobs redundant. And people are <laughs> so Crofton he, against robot life partners, but not against robot garbage men. But, Duly noticed. Yes. <laughs> but is that true of all jobs? Then it. Pardon me. That's true of all jobs. Yes, exactly. Using using um, that as like an example, like to get to the point where. Uh, we don't have to work all those sort of services I said earlier in terms of like, you know, ideally I don't want to have to work. Like, again, for me personally, I don't want to have to work. If I can get a bunch of robots to work for me, 
non-sentient, not service substitute life partners, Bo, sure, but sure. To, okay. to, mm-hmm. to, to, to work for me, mm-hmm. to do these jobs, that, that, to deliver the services. I say robots, but any sort of automization, digitization. A self-driving car with an with a automated crane that picks up the garbage and puts it in the yeah, self-driving it car. Could, could be anything. Could be anything. What, sure. And, uh, and people get, um, and, and, and Mike's mentioned this before, and people get really like their, their dander up when they think about uh, <laughs> jobs being destroyed <laughs> like um you know like uh the creation of jobs and the creation um uh but let me and that's hang thing. Oh, i don't want to interrupt because oh, i know you're going somewhere but the people, i am the people okay because i got the people uh, no, programming well, you, can, you can add right after i just want right. to say about the create about job creation is like i'd like to see job deletion with the idea but but then that job deletion like when the automized automization of society the, the the creation of all these these services that has to then um snowball into people like the you know not needing to work as much because if there's less required jobs if they're being automated more often um then people should not have to work as much and that doesn't mean not get paid as much it means like we should we you know and then, then we get into conversations about like um you know, uh, uh, citizens' wages and all that, uh, like uh, basic uh, income. And stuff. Yeah, basic basic income and all that sort of stuff. Sorry, Bo. Uh, I was I was just gonna go say, I'm, I'm normally all in on sci-fi ideas to solve problems, like robots and you know, things of that nature, hive minds, things of that nature. But the thing that I keep thinking when we like, oh, let's get a robot to do it. It's like, well, you, at some point in this production fabrication process. There is a human working 40 hours a week, whether it's the AI programmer or, you know, the prototype designer, the engineer, whatever, who knows? Like, there's going to be somebody, they're still going to be working 40 hours a week, and that's still going to be the standard. I think in this particular case, it has to do with how we treat one another, which is we're always looking, we're always looking to push people down in various ways. And it has to do with companies who can get away with saying, yeah, 40 hours of work is reasonable. We, sh- we can expect that as a standard, and it gets the support of government because there's lots of stuff codified in employment law and things of that nature indicating that that's, the, you know, that's what qualifies as full-time and things of that nature. Like there, you don't get, The fact that a part-time worker doesn't get benefits but a full-time worker does and certain rights, like those definitions I know are in law, in employment law, and, and it, it's... And the point is that, like, it steeps every part of our culture, and we need to get away from it. And it has to do with an attitude shift about what we can, you know, what we can do for people. Like, I go back to the garbage man. Very important job. Let's say we never invent a better way of transporting garbage than a garbage truck and two guys roughing it out in the night together being friends. You know, <laughs> to a man and a woman or two women. I'm being gender biased, but but at the end of the day, I don't. It's almost like it's like wishing ill on somebody to be like, I hope you have to pick up garbage and drive these roads yeah. and do the same thing for forty hours. And and it's not that I want someone to have three different jobs and do three different things. Is that I want them to serve society, my society, our society in a positive way. That also doesn't mean they have to just like want to kill themselves some days because it's wednesday hump day 
You know, yeah. hump day. What a fucking well, terrible concept. It's like, oh, I've been here so long. It's Wednesday, but it's so far away from the. Why do we do that to ourselves? Good well, gravy. Can I can I give you kind of like so an example? Like, because I'm I, I I like I said I'm unemployed right now, and I live this kind of interesting um, mix of of work in the sense that like mm-hmm. uh, I'm lucky enough to have my mom come and take a, take care of my kid in the mornings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been working on my house. I'm doing, I do renovation work, right? So I'm fixing up my house. I know how to do a bunch of this stuff. So I do that from like nine, nine thirty till about two or two thirty. So that every, most days, about three or four days a week. So it's not a lot of work. And then in the afternoon, I do childcare. I look after my kid, which is work. Uh, anyone who hasn't done it doesn't doesn't know that it is work. That's why people pay daycare people, and that's why when you do it, you feel exhausted. And I I do it. So those are the work things I do. Now, because I have, because it's flexible, so I'm not doing 40 hours of childcare or 40 hours a week of. I have this mix, the sliding scale of time of when I'm available, whatever. So something that happens from that, like, so you know, I live in a nice na- neighborhood, and I mean that in the sense of community. I got really nice neighbors and friendly people, and I got this one neighbor. He's like, he runs, he's the head of some NGO or something like that. Obviously, he's a smart guy. Whatever. Doesn't know much about home reno stuff, and he was trying. He asked me a question. He was trying to do some work on his house. He's like, how do you, he's like, I'm trying to find someone to do putting these window wells on his like basement windows. And I was like, well, that's not hard. Well, like you could do that. And he's like, oh, I don't think I know how. I was like, well, I'll show you. I'll show you. And and then so I I gave him. I probably gave him about four or five hours worth of my time where I showed him what to do. I said, buy this stuff at the store. Uh, I, I'm at the store. I picked him up a few things. He paid me back. And then I showed him what to do. Dig here, do this thing. And we did it. And he was extremely appreciative, actually. And he, he did most of it. Uh, but I kind of showed him how. And, and he felt pretty proud. And I felt really happy. There was no money exchanged. Uh, but but that's, that's an economic transaction that didn't happen. Because he normally would have hired someone. And it probably would have cost thousand dollars or something like that or more probably to do what we did uh it cost him about 150 dollars there was an economic transaction that happened in exchange of knowledge everyone wants to make that about monetary exchange like people guard their knowledge most contractors won't tell someone for free how to do something i'm not a contractor i just know how to do some of the stuff because i've researched it so i told him that because it's a, it's community right yeah. and, and like he's a nice he's a neighbor uh and it's like and I really, I didn't feel like I, f- I felt good about doing it. I had the time to do it, so I didn't feel stressed about it because I was, I'm not at work all day every day and getting home tired or whatever. So I, I tend to think like, if we all worked like, you know, four hours a day at some job that still allowed you to live a decent wage, and you spent the rest of your time, you know, doing some light leisure activities and whatever, but also maybe just hanging out with your neighbors and whatever, you might learn stuff from them. You might do more work around your own house because you have a neighbor who's like, hey, why don't you do that yourself? And you're like, yeah, sure, I got I got two hours a day. I'll, I'll do that. That's now something you don't have to hire someone to do. And and I, I just sometimes think that it's an inefficient way we've structured it where it's like I earn money at a job and then I pay tax on that money. And then if I want to do something else, well, I don't have the time to do it myself. So I got to hire someone, and then I got to pay them sales tax on doing that work. Again, it's extremely inefficient. Whereas if you just if you had the time and you could just do the work yourself, you'd eliminate uh, being some being taxed on income that you had to spend again and sales tax. It's like it's just inefficient, I think sometimes. And if you have the opportunity to do more things yourself, 
I think the economics actually could balance out. But that being said, you have to have that willingness to be like to want to do different and varied things. For sure. And I totally don't have that a lot of that interest or willingness. <laughs> no, I would you, just want to hire you say I that, but I mean, you, you have say that, like, but you're, I you're, like you're more capable than you yeah, think. Hang, hang on. Your leverage wouldn't but be I don't have the interest. Your leverage wouldn't be Crofton that you're gonna show someone a well. But you do the thing I take away from Mike's story is that he did ultimately a good deed. He spent time with someone, he taught them something new, but he also made a friend kind of had a good, you know, so so they they did a thing together. This was a positive mm-hmm. thing for community. And there isn't anything worse than someone who's worked eight to ten hours a day. They're in the worst mood ever and less likely to do these things. You know, like like people's dispositions are worse off for it, I think. Well, and, that's and right. Like, so, you, again, you would be able to maybe not do that, but... I don't know. What, what kind of stuff do you have skills in? You have good social skills. Maybe someone's going to be a toast, toasting at a wedding, and you're a toastmaster, and you'd be like, listen, let me sit down and help you write this thing, and then you, you know, you'd help contribute to the fabric of society. But no, you've got to work all day. I've got to pick up my kid. I don't have time for this. Good luck. Go to this Wikipedia page and look up toasting. I can't I like help you. like how I'm a dickhead now because I would have to work all day, and then, now, now I'm a jerk. You're less like, likely to spend that time. Because no, you're look, busy with your life. Here's the deal. I agree. I'm not shitting on Mike's story. I agree with Mike's oh, story. Okay. I'm shitting on your interpretation of it, which is, oh. which is that like <laughs> work. <Screw> you. <laughs> work is like it's like oh you have to go to work so now you're uh, in a bad mood all the time or whatever. And Mike in his scenario is like I think it should be structured four hours, four hours in the morning or whatever. All of that is just like numbers. It's like okay this works for me or this works for whatever. And uh, and and I get and I get that because again I don't want work so the uh, the whole like uh, the the whole argument of like doesn't working suck aren't you in a bad mood when you come back from work yeah guess what I don't want to work so none of the, I don't care about that work shit I already don't it's want so, to see that's so, so funny to me because I really don't share that view okay that's okay, fine okay, keep going that that is totally fine. I just want my two things like this topic is a 40 hour work week, right? It's not work. It's not like, but the question is when you're, when, and this is why I railed against the topic at the beginning, because it's just an arbitrary number associated with the work week. Well, well, it's arbitrary and it's what we use right now. So here's the thing. And I know we don't do any (laughs) Google. We don't do any Googling or research on this show, so I can't go- – I'm not, I'm not Googling this, but this is stuff that I've, I've, I'm familiar with and I don't have the references, so you'll, ha- you'll have to check after. Number one is that the reason that we're at 40-hour week, work week now is due to the existence of unions, okay? If we did not have unions, we would be working more as a society. The, the, the expectation would be that we would be working more as a society. Yeah. Unions have got it down – to, to 40 to 40 hours currently in general as as the status as the norm if you will and that's why we're talking about it because it is the norm so the other thing i know is that science like scientists and stuff have been looking at this recently and concluded that your brain um like y- you're getting diminished returns throughout throughout X amount of hours of uh, uh, of work during the week, and that forty hours doesn't make sense, and that like like thir- I think I think they in the articles that I've seen it's they're saying thirty hours. I, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure is when is, is the um 
is the magic number of like of like getting your expertise and all that, but not like then slowing down and actually almost being detrimental to the process. So there's a lot of science that has been conducted on this already that proves that in fact the 40 hours doesn't doesn't really make doesn't really make sense. So we're drawing a topic uh, which is I understand why it's 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 what it is now. It's the status quo. It's it's the status quo. But all and the reason that we we even enjoy because let's say that unions didn't exist and we drew the seventy hour work week and that was our that was the status quo. Well, then obviously we would be having a conversation right now about how that sucks and how if we had much more time we would be in better moods and we would be able to help our neighbors and all that sort of stuff. That would be the same with seventy hours. That would be the same with sixty hours. That would be right now we're at forty hours. I, I, I like okay. I don't want to work. I would like to reduce Hang it. On. Hang you know, on. let me let me let me. I while you were talking, and I was listening, so don't get mad at well, me. But I whipped out a calculator. And you I, were somewhat listening, but you were mostly doing work on well, the computer. I, I, I don't, hang on, I, no, no, I have a thing to say. All right, points. I have a thing to say to frame, help frame this. What the forty-hour okay, Crofton? Good point. C- companies would have us working <laughs> infinitely, like they would work us to they the bone. Did. And they forty did. hours is a very positive thing. But let's 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 put things in perspective. Okay. Maybe I didn't listen to the end at all. I, I, you're giving me a look. I didn't say okay, that the 40 hours was a positive thing. Should I respond first before Bo tells us yeah, this thing? Yeah, no, but you kind of made listen it. to the second half of my yeah, thing. Yeah, going to hijack it. Yeah, all right. Well, let, let, this might support your thing, so just let me get it out, okay? okay. Go ahead. All right. So 40 hours. Okay, so there's 160 hours in a seven-day week, all right? And then, so 56 of those hours is sleeping time. That means there's 112 yeah. waking hours. So 40 hours is 35% of your awake time. Doesn't sound like a lot, but I know it takes me about an hour of travel time prep both ways to go back and forth from work. So for me, I'm counting it as 60 hours. So I got to travel. The, the point of going there and the travel, I have to count that in the 40-hour work week. Hey, or, what, what, I count, what are you getting that? So the here? point is, the math you're, is... You're artificially inflating it. I'm not, because that travel time is part of no, the but work. You could work right you could work right next to your house or make I it can't. Close I can't. I can't. Alone. There's nothing okay, people so are stuck you, in a commuting travel. We drew forty the, hour work. The reality look, like, I live close well, and the, part of it. I live a ten minute drive away, but I don't own a vehicle. I have to take a bus. And I beggars can't be choosed. I can't just choose to work at some arbitrary place next to me. And and most and, and people, Crom, to be fair, this Mike, is a huge problem for a lot of people. Most people travel trip. 30 minutes to an hour, some people even more, to get their 40-hour work weeks. So that's 60 hours a week. That's 53% of your awake time. That is the majority of your time if you have, if you have an hour each way on there. That is a lot. That is a huge percentage of any person's time. That's half your life every week spent doing something yeah, you don't want to do. inflated it. I haven't conflated it. What's you inflated it? I did. Well, commuting is a thing. Commuting is part of the requirements I do, I necessary. Do but Jesse commutes. It it takes her like ten minutes walk each way, and, well, and then that's she's fortunate for her. Back. I'd venture to guess that's, that's not the majority of people. of people. I know that's some percentage of people. But Bo is talking about it how it's like the majority of people's lives or whatever. Most people it's I know travel like, thirty minutes to an hour to work. So I, I'm just I'm. 
I'm just saying you're adding that on and you're not working at that time. You can do whatever you want while you're commuting. Yes. That doesn't, no, no, I can't do whatever I want. I have I, to go I to work. Long commute for a while I've got a like, shower. You know, I've got to prep for my day on my day off. I might not need to shower or do the things that I need to do that are. I'm just saying like you could be working four days of 10 hours each and do less commuting. You know, like there's a lot of different conflating the commute, which I think and, and where we work and all that with the exact hours that you it's work in a conflating. week. Like to inflate, it's part well, it's of to, working. It's to inflate the number. It's like you're like, well, that it's, it, it's not to inflate the number. It's to provide an accurate representation of the amount of time I spend in service to the job, which is not only the 40 hours it's comprised of. Okay. And yeah, yeah, that's, that's I think, the way to frame it. So for me, anyways, it's 53% of my week. And to me, that's very greedy on the part of. Well, the society that asked me to do, especially this. when, you, especially when you factor in the fact that like um, that other free time. So even whatever Bo's estimate is, uh, you know, sleeping is a good third of all your time. Uh, and then, but there's all these other things like cooking, cooking food and making food and say getting groceries are just things you have to do, right? It takes time, you know, cleaning your house, cleaning your, you just you add all that stuff in and you have a small slice of, of like free of of time that is free and it's like and again just to contrast this again away from the 40-hour work week say like uh um when when people had family-run farms or things like that and that was like the predominant sort of economic force or was it people produce a lot of what they need they sold a bit of what they had extra and then they were able to purchase things with that to keep them going now those people's work lives some people say like, oh they worked harder than us and that's like true and not true it's like at planting time they work long long hard days at harvest time they work long hard days but in the winters they didn't work that much they need to feed they keep the animals fed you have a lot of free time and in some parts in the midsummer too so it's like this this ebb and flow of work and i feel like that's part of the whole 40 hour work week that appeals to me because it's not just 40 hour work week it's 40 hour work week like 52 weeks a year or 50 weeks a year for your working career like if you get a good job and you just keep moving up, it's like it's that for thirty years. You know, where it's like if you run a farm, it's like you have the you know, you kind of flow with the seasons, you have ebbs and flows, you have time of hard work, time of leisure, mm-hmm. uh, you know, time it's just it's a But nice that's a different type of that's a different type of job, right? It like, is, it's but it's not a forty we, hour work week but, job, and that's and that's what we're talking right. about. So, well, it's so take, I'm just Well right now away, we don't have the option. We don't have the option of there's having a, lo- a family Yes, run there's farm. a lot of options that people uh, well, have no, that, I mean, that choose but, not to have them. Like when, when you gave your example earlier about the guy with the trap line, you made it sound like it would be impossible for you to know how to run a trap line. You could hard. go you could go and get trained in that and get that information. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just saying it's just like it, you're saying like, oh, I, I have to. I I get the, the wage slave thing and I get setting yourself up where you have to go to work, you feel like you have to do this many hours, but choosing the location of where you work, choosing, um, you know, who you work for, who you're selling your time to, um, that, all of that is like there is human agency as well. It's not just like these. There is. Uh, uh, and, and I recognize how, how fortunate I am to be a white privileged male in a great society that has a ton of choice. I, I totally get that. So like for me, that's why I keep like I keep circling back to the kind of, you know, it's easy to be like frustrated in society. Oh, we have to work 40, you know, 40 hours a week. Well, no, technically you work for how much you're willing to work for the amount of pay you're working 
at, right? Like to a, to a certain extent. That's why I, I that's yeah. that's why when when numbers are like that's why I was Bo's point was well made, which is how much time he takes. But like to me, it's like okay, well you chosen to work a job at this place that has yeah. this much commuting time right? and i guess i guess why i find um i find this sort of stuff frustrating is um this and this is quite personal and i'll contrast it against what what you said and i know this is also what how Bo feels too where you're like i don't want to work you're like i don't like work i don't want if i didn't have to do it i wouldn't do because that's not how that's not how i feel i like working you guys both know me I'll dig a hole for someone if they want to i don't i don't care what it is i'll do all kinds of things i i, I really enjoy it I like it, lots of types of work too, and mostly I just don't want to always be doing it, the same thing. And it's like so it's one of those things where it's like if, uh, and Bose told me this before too, where it's like he said one is like given my druthers. So if he had to like he was all set up, he'd play video games day long, and he'd like it. I like, stream it for can, people, and that'd be my work. So I like working too. <laughs> yeah, well, well, look if it's if it's for like yeah, I mean you can. Yeah say make it work but even say you didn't have to do that you could just play video games all day sure. and you said like if i could do that that's what i'd do which is essentially consume uh, entertainment products and engage in leisure activity but honestly for me that is not what i would do i would do some of that because everyone needs leisure and entertainment or I would travel some, or whatever whatever i do some of it but i get bored with that like i would want to go help my neighbor like oh they're putting in a patio okay i'll help you for a few days like I, you know, so for me, I find it frustrating because <clears throat> I don't have this idea in my head that like if I didn't have to work, I would just watch movies and be entertained by something all day. I really feel like I'd be like, oh, what can I do? I'd be, I feel like I'd get involved in community projects. I would, uh, I would volunteer. Okay. Like, mental to, this is how I feel it would be. To clarify, just when I say it about the not working thing, um, like, cause what you're talking about is actual work, but like. You know, you know, that artistic creativity that is like it's technically work like, you know, develop. I just I use the example of Scott Johnson earlier on. Right. Like so he draws cartoons and he and he does podcasts and he does like it. It I don't I would to say like I don't want to work like I, I would really I, if I had all the time in the world, I wouldn't work. That's probably not exactly true. Uh, it's just the, the type, exactly. I feel like that. yeah, ex the, the type of work is. um uh, would be, you know, much more of a certain type or creative or whatever. And I, and, and I don't even know that necessarily is true. Maybe you're right. Maybe I would just travel and play video games all day. That's very, you know, it's very possible as well. So, but I know that generally what I associate with work, anything from manual labor to office labor to whatever labor, as soon as the word labor is there, that doesn't sound, even yeah. labor of We're love sounds painful. Whereas like, I don't know, I can, I can enjoy all those things. It's just like, it's the bulk of it. Uh, and when it dominates you, most of your good time where you're alert, you're focused, you have energy, it, they just, it takes almost all of it. And I, and I just feel like for me, if I had more of that time, I would do other things. Uh, and they wouldn't, they would be productive, I think, uh, to society and to myself. And, you know, and I feel like I just, you don't, you don't have that opportunity. But one other interesting thing, and back to that guy who said, I, the guy who ran the trap line said, I know how to live. Uh, I really think that was really stuck with me that and you were talking about automation and like look we don't need a garbage man we need the garbage to be picked up uh by something or someone and then and then we all these jobs could be automated and the problem with that because i'm like yeah it sounds great except what that guy said we don't know how to live anymore so it's like it's like if you if that happened and there was no jobs 
our whole society is structured on it. We'd all be like, uh, and then that's why people talk about things like basic income, which I wouldn't mind having as a topic on the show, because in some ways I'm like, well, what is that? That's just propping up a weird system where we all have to be engaging in this commercial transactions in order to prop the thing up. It's like a giant Ponzi scheme because it's like, it sounds great to be like, Oh, if we could have automation and we could all work a little bit on maintaining these automated systems. Uh, great. Uh, but but that's not what what's likely to emerge because we don't know what to do. We don't know how to pay people good wages to do little work. We don't know how to do it. We we only know how to remunerate people who have extremely you know uh, specific expertise in something or are able to do grunt labor at low wage for X amount of time. So with this automation thing, I'm like, sounds promising, except like. I've not seen anything materialize except like let's just give people money out and get them to continue buying shit to prop everything up. So like again, like we've forgotten how to how to just live. We only know how to have wages and then consume things with the wages. That's it. It's all we know, and that's the basis of forty hour work week. And I mean, to, to your point, it's also a, just the basis of any work week. Well, any work. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you're right. Any work week. Uh, but I do think that. I also do think there's something to be said that I think human beings need work to some extent. And by that, I mean structure. I mean, feeling like you're doing something valuable to your community. Everyone needs that. And that's why I feel like most people, if they had more time, wouldn't just, you know, watch movies all day. They, they would do a bit of that and then they would do something else because we, we need to feel valued. Um, but so I, I think with your point about like, you know, what's in a productive amount of time that the 40 hour work week is one of like, yeah, unions whittled that down. Apparently I heard it was Henry Ford who kind of got the eight hour work yeah. day started because he That's was right. like, oh, people are useless after eight hours. It's 48 and, hour. It was like 48 hour work week. Yeah, before. it might have been so higher than. Yeah. And that was because that was repetitive task stuff. But especially with mental stuff, like I know when I'm doing office work, like my brain is dead at two o'clock and I can I can prop it up with coffee. And then I can get a second win around four thirty or something. But I'm like, man, this is like, this is this is wasted. You know, I, I'm good in the morning. You know, for that kind of mental work. So it's like, would it be more efficient? I often think, like, when I did have the office job, if they had just let me leave at two o'clock every day, they'd get the same out of me. Except they wouldn't. They'd say, okay, but we're going to dock you twenty percent of your pay or twenty five percent of your pay, and then I'm going to be like, oh, f that, you know. Because that's the problem of the 40-hour work week, too. And what you were getting at, I agreed with what, what you're seeing. It's like, what is that? But I suck in the morning, right? So I okay. suck in the morning. And the time that you're talking about is like, so I'm I'm slow to start in the morning or get I'm not as effective. And then I'm more effective in the afternoon or whatever. So like um, – and that's also now, a good point. I mean, but now, now I'm at now I'm at the point where it's like in in a career where I have a certain control over like my workload schedule and that sort of sort of thing. Um, so I can I can set myself up for success that way. But as society, and and this is something that that I'm sure Bo would rail against because he he hates it when people aren't treated as individuals and or that the individual is not like. A, but it, for society to run and to to have been done as collectively as possible, they're just like, look, some. The, the, it's 7.5 hours a day between this and this because this is when daylight is. Uh, you know, some people are better at this time, some people are better at that time, or whatever. Uh, it, but like, we've just got it's got to be uniform for everyone, and 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 that's what it is. So like, you're better in the morning, I'm better in the afternoon. I mean, like, they've just that's the structure. So I, I'm not so much as opposed to that uh, as I am 
um, the idea, like, like in, in, you know, I get what you're saying about the pay, about the, the, the income uh, and the, the problems with it right now. But like, let's say all jobs, we keep going to garbage men, but let's say doctors, like there's that Matt, Matt Damon movie where like the, they had the, the machine that uh, that sort of heals you or whatever, like it just detects you have cancer and then heals you. Yeah, uh, Elysium, I think it was. Uh, and, uh, and so like, let's say all doctors are replaced by, yes, Bo's right. You still need people, but instead of needing like a zillion garbage men, you have like one or two people that, and then the rest can become like polymass, like Mike, or there can be university that's whatever. Like if you're, if you're spitballing a utopia, you can do whatever you want and people can become, they'll have more time to learn how to run a trap line. Hodgins than than they than they would if they're working the forty hour. We're not work going week. back to that. So well, I'm just saying it's it's like, you know, with the auto, like railing against the automization of jobs, and it, it's the thing where we've talked about artificial intelligence and all that sort of stuff, and and I've I, you know, realizing we're always moving forward that we can't necessarily. Uh, move back that that as part of that moving forward a lot a lot of jobs need to become automated and if there's and that means looking at the entire way that we structure our society down to the amount of hours that we but what it, but what it'll probably be is just the shift of work like 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 a lot of these revolutions have provided before where it's not that you work and in so far it's it's been more work like when the industrial revolution happened people worked more than they did before it and we couldn't go back after that and it's like and unions have you whittled that down and that's and that's good but those unions are being undermined and they're crumbling and once they're gone we, we're relying on the goodwill of companies to keep that going and that goodwill once the power is out of labor and with stuff like uber and airbnb uh essentially allowing like they're able to bust unions because they just don't operate in that way and the, the danger of companies like that are ones where it's where it's like there's no way for people to organize, you know. So right now we rely on the goodwill of companies that's been beaten into them by hard-fought labor strife. But once a, once the unions are gone and people can't organize and everything's like Uber, or this online platform where you just oh I get a little contract here, it's going to be gone and exploitation is going to go back up. And uh, like the and and the the automation thing, it's like yeah, it's going to happen, but it's going to benefit like the industrial revolution did. Some people who who are on the top and people on the bottom. Are gonna be like I thought of that. Um, there's a Simpsons episode where where Bart goes to uh, like cadet school or something, and at the end they're like, "You've all graduated." They're like, "Of course." When by the time you get to be soldiers, uh, the fighting will be done by advanced superhuman robots. But it will be your job to maintain and service those robots. And it's like <laughs> that's true because like that's what's all gonna happen. It's like yeah, it's gonna be great. This automation will be great for some people, and it's other people are just gonna be like doing the you know, when the garbage truck that picks up your garbage comes in, someone's got to, like, fix it, refuel it, like, you know, change the parts on the robots. Like, you know, it can't be always a serious... That'll be done by the robots, robots for sure, though. That that that. Uh... Anyways, I'm just saying things will shift. And it's like, I agree with you. And they're like, yeah, there needs to be, like, a rethinking of things. But that is not happening anywhere. Like, when I, you know, you see political discourse, like, it's not even on the radar. It's just like, let's get more jobs. Uh, and, and and that's that's a part of like the the way people look at things right now is that hours works 
is like, especially I don't, I hate pointing at the stage, but it really does feel like more than ours worked as like a badge of honor. You know, it's like, oh, you work. Oh, it must be nice to work 37.5 hours a week. I worked 80 hours last week. And you're, with the with the idea of you're, you like tap him on the back, be like, good job, man. This guy really works hard, you know, like. And it, and it's the same with just having jobs in 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 general, like being like, okay, you've got to, uh, so so like if the jobs were automated, like it's you know there there would have to be it has to be done everything has to be done collectively, and again like it's tough looking at the states with their current government and knowing it's only a flash in the pan of like larger human history and that that things will will move along but it's hard to be positive about where things are moving in in that regard it feels like it it would move to a 50 hour week before it would move to a 30 hour week though you see like scandinavian companies who uh, countries who are who are obviously much more seriously looking at uh, the shorter weeks um, are, 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 it feels like we've run long. I don't know, but what's yeah, the time we, on we, this? We've won, like... we've won pretty long. It's time for verdict for the most part. Okay. You guys okay. have a lot to say, and I want you guys to get it out. So is there anything else uh, that anyone would care to add to that? I feel are like we... there is, but I'm going to just stop. There's, there, it's, it's a rabbit hole when you really think it about is. it. Like, it, we it Think about the types of topics that we've talked about other than just like the concept of the work week itself. It's crazy. We've touched on so many things. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, let's bring in the farm animals. I think I think we've gotten all the most important things we want to say out. So Have we? Probably not, but whatever. Well, you got this. one more chance with the verdicts, so let's bring No, in... no, let's nope, bring nope. in the verdicts. My animals. Yeah, I'm bringing in the animals. I mean... I like to think okay, there's three versions first. of Mike saying order in the court. The yeah, young pretty told. much. Uh, yeah. It's funny. I was really like up until like two seconds ago, I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to say about this. And then it kind of crystallized in my brain. I'm like, no, I know. Uh, <clears throat> and that is the 40-hour work week is bullshit. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> you know, part of that is like just trusting my emotions in that it feels like bullshit. <laughs> like I don't like it. Uh, and I say it's not bad. Uh, because it's better than a 16-hour day work or an 80-hour work week or whatever. It's better than that. I think it's worse than like seasonal work where you work a lot sometimes and you have leisure times at other times of the year. I think it's worse than that probably, but you might have less choice in that situation. Um, I also think work is good. I think we should do we should do work. You know, you should want to do work, even crappy work, like picking up the garbage or whatever. I've cleaned toilets, uh, you know, I don't mind doing that kind of stuff. It doesn't bother me. But 40 hours a week worth of it, that's bullshit, I tell you. Uh, and uh, and how we get away from this, um, I don't know. I, I hope that the automation thing leads just to something like a, you know, like what Crofton was touching on, that there is probably a sweeter spot of like, look, if people work like, you know, 30 hours a week, 25 hours a week, whatever. And we learn how to pay people properly and not just say this type of work is not valuable. So you get paid shit. And we have, you know, in the province we live in, we have this current debate about the minimum wage and how it's going to destroy the world because we have to pay people more instead of exploiting them. Again, we have to learn how to pay people well for smaller amounts of work. And I think we're going to have to. I don't know where these conversations are coming, but right now, the current way of things, I think it's a bit bullshit. And uh, that's where I'm going to stand. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up the rear, Crofton. You go. I haven't brought up the rear uh, in a while. 
Okay. No, no, that's that's totally fine. It's just for the record, I know what Bo's going to say. Uh, and uh, the one who did surprise me was Mike because I thought he was going to say the same thing as Bo. Uh, honestly, I am going to say what Mike just said. So uh, the 40-hour work week is a bullshit. <laughs> for pretty much most of the reasons that Mike Mike said and and um for for the the you know like it is arbitrary i i mentioned it earlier it's where we stand right now as a society there is literally science that says that we would be you know be best suited more productive having a smaller work week um part of me wanted to say bad because i wanted to hang kind of like society's obsession with with work and the number of jobs created and all that sort of stuff on the like the concept of a 40-hour work week um but it's not necessarily linked and it is much better than like um you know a, a lot of what people are working all over the world uh right now so i mean um it, and we do have certain control over where 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 we choose to work and where we where we're going to do our 40 hours of work and like it, how you know if it's rewarding to us and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, so, I mean, I recognize not everybody, there is a certain servitude element that's locked in there and there are issues with the 40 hours being imposed sort of society wide as, as the right way to do things. So that's, you know, all of that kind of stuff is, is negative. It's better than a lot of things, but mostly I'm saying it's bullshit because it's completely like, it's just a number. It's really like it's the number of hours that humans in in uh, Western society are considered to are are expected to work at an average job, and it's existed like this since the beginning of the 20th century. Um, prior to that, it was another number, and at one point, maybe we'll change it to another number, hopefully a lower number, um, because I always like to. Move do less of the work than more of the work. So, so I mean, it's arbitrary. I mean, work, I, as Hodgin said, work is, is, is good. Like it's needed, even if I don't think it's super fun. So I gotta say, you know, 40 hour work week is bullshit. All right. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> Oh, hello. It's my turn. Um, all right. Uh, I gotta, oh, tell us why the 40 hour work week is bad. I'm, I'm going to bring up, I'm going to keep it simple. And Crofton sort of blew, blew it for me. <laughs> the forty-hour work week. Eyes of no one is bad, 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 bad. So I, play I, games. I, I know oh, that I know that the forty-hour work week, in a way, is like kind of a victory in a certain sense, you know, because companies would have us working longer hours and things of that nature. But um, it's too much time. I think just when I whipped out the calculator and did the math, I was like, oh, yes. Clearly, I'm spending half of my time doing a thing that I don't prefer because I need to eat. I need to have a roof over my head. And while I don't begrudge contributing to society and being compensated for it and have, have things to live, I got more important things to do with my limited time on Earth than work a job I don't want. And Crofton might point out, Bo, work a job you do want. And I'd be like, I'm not qualified to work the jobs I want, and the ones I do want, well, they're not enough to sustain me because this right here is my favorite thing to do. I like making shows, putting shows together, talking with my friends, and people do enjoy listening to them, but it's not lucrative and it's not easy. 
So I have to work a job while I do the shit that I'm interested in. And 40 hours a week cuts into that time a whole lot. I, in fact, took on an opportunity recently that I had to bow out of because I realized there wasn't enough time to get, do it justice. And I was very upset. And and it mainly has to do with the fact that I got to wake up at 7.30 in the morning. I got to shower. I got to travel to this dumb place five times a week. And I shouldn't say dumb place. The people there are great. I'm very happy to be working there. <laughs> I like my job. And that's the whole point is, is that I don't want to have to go there five days a week. But in order to qualify for the salary and benefits that will enable me to to make other things happen, I have to show up there for 40 hours plus all the traveling time. Over 50% of my life spent nurturing this thing that I don't love. So that's why I say it's bullshit. I should be able to do this for 20 hours and not 40. Screw you, society. It's bad. Done. It's bad. It's yeah. funny you I, said bad. Uh, it is uh, funny but because he said uh, he said that's yeah, why it's bullshit. bullshit. I mean, it's bad. It's actually <laughs> bad. Well, it's funny he's bad, but I'm like, I, I agreed with everything he said as well. He just came down a little harder on it and, for you sure. know. I think Cross and I it affects both me very you. personally. All my life, I have to well, spend time. It does. Jobs. It really does me too, Bo. But I also feel like, look, there's people that have, not that long ago that had way, way, way shittier than us. It's and true. That doesn't mean it's it can't true. be better. I, I always say that. That doesn't mean it can't be better. The people who say like, look, you could have had it shittier, so shut up. I, I want to say to those people like, no, no, let's race to the Let's bottom. keep trying to make progress, people. Yeah. Okay. And if you have any ideas on how we can make progress, because we certainly didn't come up with any solutions on this episode, but we would love to hear your lovely solutions. So please uh, drop us a line, send us an email. We would uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch with us. Go to our website. That's the first place, goodbadbull.com, and you can find the ways to reach us there. Our email is goodbadbull at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, you can tweet us at goodbadbull on the Twitter, or you can like us on Terrible Facebook. And if you haven't subscribed to the show, please do. You can do it at Google Play or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash goodbadbull, where some of our lovely listeners uh, help keep the show going and pledge a few a few dollars here and there. We really, really do appreciate it. And if you want to send a dollar to us sometime or not, uh, you can do so. But you certainly don't have to. The show will always be free. But thank you very much to those supporters. And um, if anyone wants to follow each of us individually, individually, uh, let's start with Crofton. Crofton, where can people follow what you're up to? They can find me tweeting away at Crofton Steers outside of my 40-hour sort of working window i generally tweet in the evenings because i'm busy at work the other time really i feel like i've seen you tweet during work hours that's but... probably true <clears throat> uh and bo where can people follow the non-working related things uh, you can find me at bo schwartz on twitter best way to interact with me yeah. is there. bo has a lot of stuff going on on twitter that's not related to his nine to five so that's uh and uh you can follow my tweets at ml hodgins though they don't really exist because i'm helping my neighbor dig a window well instead of being on the social media i guess oh hey do you guys see that you guys see that up there let's, let's look up look up let's, oh there's oh. flying in the, the oh, birds. Damn birds i can't believe i looked <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got an email it's hooray 
And I, yes, we got a, somebody, electronic mail. Somebody delivered electronic mail to us, and I, I know we went long on the show, but I really want to read this email because I'm so excited oh, that yeah. we got an email. Just do it. We're in for an hour. Right. So it's a bit long, but uh, this is a show where we debate things out. So I think we're going to read the whole thing and see where it lands. All right, do it. All right. So don't interrupt me too much so we can get through it, though. All right. So he says, "Hi, bullshitters." Hi. Uh, I like it. I finished episode. Uh, this is from Tony, by the way. Tony S. Uh, I finished episode 206, and I wanted to weigh in on how placement agencies and recruiters work in the U.S., at least in the engineering world. I've been working in the industry for 30-plus years, and I've used recruiters for both temporary and permanent positions. Everyone I've used has been professional and has worked with me very closely to determine my wants and needs in a position. I'm sure there are those that don't care about the recruitee, but their reputation is on the line here, so they might not be in business very long. Recruiters do not take a portion of your salary. Employers use recruiters and pay them a one-time fee based on the percentage of the salary of the recruitee, but not directly out of the person's paycheck. Some employers even have in-house recruiters that draw regular salary. This does not incentivize the recruiter to get you the best salary they can because it means more money for them. Oh, it does. Not does not. It does. Get the best salary for their, their people. Uh, in general, taking a temp position nets you a higher hourly wage than a permanent position since the employer does not provide benefits. Good point. For some in the engineering world, a contract position is desired if their spouse carries the medical insurance. They can make more money over a shorter period of time and then take a month off once their contract expires. Just wanted to chime in. Really enjoy the show. Keep it up. Uh, so yeah, there's cool. a, lot of, a lot of good Who's stuff that? there. Tony, you said? It's Tony S. We don't know Thank where he's Tony. from. That's that. But... A... And I believe, you know, I said it. I said they were good. So, you know, now now we know I'm right. Cause Tony, yeah. Tony I, I'll tell you, I'm glad for for emails like Tony's just because, um, you know, we, as I mentioned in this episode, we're like in this weird bubble city in a country that probably most of our listeners don't even live in. Um, and, and so it, it's kind of like sometimes we don't know that stuff really. And uh um, and so it, it's really, you know, helps, helps clear stuff up and definitely placement agencies. We all spoke about sort of our personal experiences in this bubble, but I recognized at the time I was thinking like, man, this is probably not the reality for most people, you know? No, and it, it is interesting because it sounds like he's in the tech, in the tech world. And it seems like a lot of stuff is a bit more with it in, in that sector to some degree, they got their short followings too, but like, uh, yeah, it sounds quite civilized what, what he's doing and gives you a lot of choice too. You're like, oh, I'll ride the contracts for a while. And, and, um, it's, it's always good to have a different perspective. Thanks yeah. for writing Tony. Yeah. Thank you. I, I thought it was, that was great stuff. By the way, we didn't talk about contract work actually in terms of, you know, just seasonal work. Like it doesn't affect the 40 hour work week. You just work when you work, but there are those, this engineering job sounds like people take gigs like that where they work a bit and don't work. But it's is yeah it is funny because like I've been I, I didn't mention that at all too but I was con- I'm considering becoming a contractor uh, once I'm done when my kid goes to school but then I'm just like there's a stress associated with that too where you're just like oh you always got to get another job you always have a job for like you know a month or two and then you don't have one again and that's yeah. stressful that, 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 and that's been like um I've had a few offers uh, from people because I do the intro music for this show and several other shows. It's had, you're talented. Buddy. I've had people make offers for that kind of stuff, and I don't think you know people can pay what would be required on a podcast level for it to be worth my time, which is unfortunate because like thinking about the possibility of doing music bits, you know, 
would be kind of cool, but, but I this... need to make 2000 a month or something yeah. like that. To, like... But exactly. And to bring this full circle, Bo, like, it's like if you only worked like 15 hours a week and you made mo- like good money and someone was like, hey, you want to do this music for you? I can pay you a little bit. You'd probably be like, damn it. I like, I love doing music. I'll do it. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. But I have to be very choosy as a result because I can't. I can't go a month being like, well, I guess I didn't make my wages this month. Nobody wants podcast yeah, you music. you got to be pragmatic. Yeah. But to really bring it full circle, the people that offered those opportunities to him were offering them to him while he was running to a bathroom in a restaurant. And so he was he was like, I, I'd really like to. It's 2000 a month. He's like, I'll, I'll be right back. And then he went and he peed and he came back and the guy wasn't there anymore. True I feel, story. I feel bad. I feel bad. I walked by that guy on the way back. But I went back and said hi to him, took a picture. And, and good for you, Bo. Like, you you know, know. Well, now when he comes and he listens to good, bad, or bullshit, because I'm assuming everyone who listens to Core immediately then comes and listens to this show, uh, and then immediately unsubscribes when it's he's like, Wait, "What are they talking about? Uh, get back to talking about <laughs> BlizzCon costumes." <laughs> oh, okay. no! The people, the people here who come to the show love listening to the show, and let me tell you. You know, we are ramping up. We More and more of you listeners are out there listening to the show. We see you there. It's kind of great having you here. They know it's a different <laughs> vibe, but I'm telling you, there's some people stick around because they, 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 dig, they dig the Crofton and the mic. And, yeah, so they, I'm they, like... We're pretty real on the show. We're real in a way that you don't get, I think, in a lot of other places. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't get with those professional broad podcasts. <laughs> One day I'll be more famous than you, Bo. One day. So we have this <laughs> no, the best part about that is I bet you that day will never come. <laughs> and Crofton will be forever bitter about it. <laughs> Crofton will finally get like some sort of huge famous thing and I'll be like, I'm starring in a movie with Brad Pitt. See you, sucker. <laughs> I, I just... I just would, would see it where I'm like living in like a million dollar house and Bo is like... Uh, and, you know, I've got, like, a butler and stuff, and I've, like, worked hard, and I've got, you know, uh, two kids, and, and uh, you know, everything is sort of, like, storybook. And then then, then Bo, uh, Bo, Bo comes off the street, and he's, like, smoking eight cigarettes and looks disheveled. He's like, yeah, I'm living on the street now. Looks like you can take your laptop everywhere to podcast. And I'm like, ha-ha, Bo. And then you're like, but I'm more famous than you. And I'm like, and then I start crying. <laughs> <laughs> it means nothing. It means nothing. And he's like, I'm going to Bocon. See you later. Bocon. Yeah, Bocon, Bocon 2020. I'll show up there. I'll be on the panel. Actually, and then we can do bow uh, cosplay. I will come as summer bow. Oh, nice, nice. That's cargo shorts. Um, I would come some as kind of game bow. related T-shirt. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at Patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.